You're listening to a crazy little thing called Love Death. Yes. <laughs> it's episode 74. Raving. been enjoying my daily commutes now to work whilst walking i've been doing it for about a month now yeah about four weeks and i've kind of got used to it like i actually wake up really early just so i can go to work in time but i enjoy the aspects of walking to work find it really good exercise you know by the time i get to work there's a bit of a sweat (laughs) trickling from my uh, forehead but yeah, man, I feel much healthier now, getting used to it, still listening to my podcasts on the way there. So, I mean, there'll be a time when I, I know I'll get, I'll just want to keep walking. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I know I will, because I used to do that when I was cycling. I used to cycle like 7.9 miles to work, where I used to work full time. And then I remember I used to get to a stage where I could, I just felt like I could carry on cycling. I could probably do another four or five miles, probably more. I don't know. But yeah, one thing I've noticed though on my commute to walk is the amount of bees. <laughs> now we have like, we've got loads of plants now in our garden. It's like a jungle. There's so many flowers. And we got this one bush, I don't know what bush it is, but it's got flowers on it, so it, turns, it blossoms up. Um, the amount of bees, like if you walk down the bottom of my garden and just stand there, it sounds like someone's got a drill, but there's 10 drills going at the same time, and you just see all these thousands of bees just around the plant, which is good because we all know that the bee population is declining. Well, what I've noticed on the walks is I see a lot of dead bees on the floor. And I'm like, ah, oh, such a shame. How did they die? <laughs> you know, they say, because bees obviously pollinate and they um, transfer the pollen to other flowers, which blossoms up. So without bees, we're, we're more or less stuck, I think. And when I see these bees on the floor, it really makes me, um, it makes it, it kind of breaks my heart. Some of them I see on the floor and they're still alive. And I'm like, I just wish I had a spoon and some honey. (laughs) Spoonful of honey and then bees will be back up on their feet. Maybe I should do that. I mean, I carry a backpack to work. So maybe I should just keep a little tub of honey. And if I see a bee that's still alive, just put a little drop on the floor and see if it drinks it. That probably would make me late for work, though, to be honest. Matter of bees, I see. So I was just wondering, like, how come this, you know, the bee population is is slowly declining? The one thing on my walk is, so I walk past the biggest cemetery in Birmingham, which is called Witten Cemetery, graveyard. Um, and, oh, mate, the amount of bees that I see down that footpath, I wonder to myself, I wonder why... But I've realised, like, you know, if you got if on TikTok now, if you don't have a nice pair of jugs, 
or um, if you if you're not a psychic, you're not gonna get millions of likes. I remember watching these videos and. There was this guy, and he was on about, oh, I can smell perfume, I can smell perfume. He was standing in a graveyard, and he was saying he can smell perfume. Maybe it was a spirit of someone, I don't know. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you one thing. When I walk past this graveyard, all I smell is death. <laughs> yeah, welcome to a crazy little thing called Love Dev. <laughs> We're going there. Yeah, man. I mean, oh, mate. Sometimes I have to turn my head, like, to the side so I don't have to smell it. But it's so strong. It's the days when it's there's a breeze. <laughs> I don't know how people can live on that street. I know someone who does live on that street, actually. There's a road, like, there's a main road, and there's houses on that road. And they actually face the cemetery. And uh, they must get it, man. Uh, imagine in the summer if you had to open up your windows and then this smell of death just comes into your house <laughs> when i say death it's just like gas but rotten gas oh it's horrible oh i don't even want to talk about it <laughs> which is why i agree some of you may disagree on this but i think as humans we should just all get cremated it's just simple you know what i mean ashes to ashes dust till dust you're gonna turn into dust anyway so why not just get cremated and then that way we can save a lot of land. <laughs> the, matter, the, matter, the price for funerals is extortionate and to get buried is really, really expensive. And a lot of you know that. So just get cremated. It's much, much cheaper. I mean, I don't see the point in burying someone. Like, the, it's, just, it's just a stone, isn't it? So you just, all right, you go and visit them. Obviously, um, I just, I don't know. It's my opinion. <laughs> That's why, I don't know what the real reason why Indians, Hindu Sikhs get cremated. There's got to be a reason behind it. I believe it's so the uh, ashes get back to the soil because we all came from Earth. So we return back to Earth in the same way. But, oh, well, if you disagree with me, <laughs> that's fine. It took that for a turn for a worse, didn't it? I mean, there's me thinking, I don't know what to talk about, as usual. I know. What shall I talk about? It's been a fortnight. Um, talk about fortnights. I've got a gig today. I've done quite a few gigs since the last podcast, to be honest. I did one in uh, Ashton, which is a little village near Northamptonshire. That was all right. That was in a uh, village pub. A good gig. It was all right. I was run by Comedy Cow. Lovely. Met a very close friend of mine, John Pearson. Really nice guy. I haven't seen him in ages. And like he's a big lad. Do you know what I mean? He's like six foot something. I don't know. He's huge. <laughs> uh, there's nothing like getting a hug from a from a friend you haven't seen in ages. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. So um I've got a gig tonight. I'm a bit worried about it. When I say worried, only because obviously it's the Euro Cup twenty twenty one and England are playing tonight. They're playing Ukraine, I think. It is, yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah. Is it Ukraine? I don't know. I don't even follow football. <laughs> I think they are playing Ukraine. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I have to question myself. Anyway, the gig starts at 7pm. The football match starts at 8. And 
I've been told I'm on stage about half eight. I don't think anyone's going to be there. <laughs> the people that are going to be there are people like me who don't care about football. They just they don't have a clue about it. So maybe there will be an audience. I reckon there will be a little audience, but I don't think it'll be a huge audience. I'll be really surprised if it was a full room. Obviously, with the lockdown procedures, there are restrictions in place. So everyone, you still got to keep your two meter and you got to stay in your bubble on your own table and stuff like that. So I'll have to see when I get there. I'm closing the show tonight, which I am looking forward to. Uh, might try a little bit of new material. No harm in trying. <laughs> Just wedge it in, innit, somehow. I'll be putting up my material on uh, TikTok, actually. So I'm getting back into the old TikTok. Yeah, the old TikTok game. Posted a couple of videos. I've had a, about 100 plus views on them. Couple of likes, not many. I mean, you, you watch some videos and you think, how's that got a like? Do you know what I mean? It's just a girl in a very tight gym outfit. <laughs> it's got like a million likes. I wonder why. <laughs> if I started doing that, how many likes would I get? Zero, probably. <laughs> uh, funny old world, eh? Funny old world. Yeah, so holidays round the corner. Looking forward to that as well. Yeah, yeah, you all know, any? I'm going to Cornwall. Yeah, I'm one of them people, any? Holiday. You know, when your colleagues are at work and they go, oh, go, where are you going? Going to Spain. And they'll keep talking about it. Spain in a couple of days, here it comes. But no, you don't hear that now. Very rare, a few people would go on holiday. Because <laughs> it's so expensive, it's all money, in it. I've got something to tell you, actually. I don't want to forget talking about holidays and lockdowns and all that. I'll tell you in a minute. But I think we'll, we should help somebody out, as usual, uh, with a no stupid question. Yeah. So here it is, brought to you by Reddit, as usual, on the no stupids question forum. Now, it didn't take me long to find a no stupid question. I have, I'll, I'll tell you one thing before I do it. I absolutely love this forum. It's one of my favourites, man. People put up some crazy stuff. Now, I saw this one and I thought I like that. There were others I wanted to do, but they were a bit rude. <laughs> so I thought, better not do them in case the kids are listening. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe I should do a blues crazy little thing. Love death, it? Something like that. I don't know. Right then. So today's question has been posted by Kermy191. It was about seven hours ago. <laughs> so his question is, if two people had small open wounds and pressed them together the entire time it healed, would their skin fuse together? <laughs> so two people have got open wounds. I'm guessing the wounds aren't that big. Because if there were and they've done that, can you imagine a massive gauge down, down, your, down your forearm and, and they've got a very similar one? <laughs> and you press your forearms together. Mate, you'd probably be dead for the amount of bleeding. I didn't stop bleeding. <laughs> you'd end up dying together. I don't think it would fuse together. So, all right, I, I can see where he's going with this because obviously a wound will heal in time. But is someone actually going to go and try that? Like, 
I mean, it takes a week or two, doesn't it, to heal up a little wound, a little cut. The amount of times I cut myself shaving, because I use a cutthroat razor blade, because I'm special. <laughs> and I cut my own ear, as you know. <laughs> yeah, so I always cut it myself. And I mean, that that's a very small wound. That's a minor one. That's one of those where you just put a bit of tissue on it, and then it dries up, and it it's gone. It's fine. I've got coconut butter, and that's good for scars and things. <laughs> I don't think it would actually fuse together. That's my understanding. I can't I can't see it happening. Like, how is that going to happen? I don't think there's any logical way that it would happen. You could imagine that at hospitals now. They'd have Pete, like, dup. <laughs> Care staff would have, like, open wounds in case someone comes in. Yeah, just press, press your forehead against mine, bab. Press your forehead against mine. That's it. Now, just stay here. Stay still. Right. Oh, two weeks passes. Okay, that you're healed. And now we're stuck together. <laughs> You'll be able to move, man. So look, I'm going to have a quick read to see what people are saying. First one, the initial scabbing could fuse as blood congulates, but as actual new skin develops... The immune systems of both would fight any mutual binding which could lead to infection as more and more dead cells accumulated, even ignoring the initial introduction of skin surface bacteria to each person's body from the press. Yeah, you'd, you'd, you'd get bacteria from each other, wouldn't you? And you wouldn't know what that other person's carrying. I'm not saying the other person's infected, but they could have hepatitis. <laughs> A, B or C. Going back to the bees. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, who knows? I don't know. I, I can't see it happening. Another one's put, no, but if both wounds were on you, they would. <laughs> don't know what that means. <laughs> this is the best comment. I haven't seen the movie yet, but <laughs> somebody's put, it's kind of like the human centipede. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen it. People have told me about it, and um, <laughs> I don't think I need to watch the film, to be honest. That's probably the best bit in the movie, isn't it? <laughs> it's like Samuel Jackson, Jack Jackson, Samuel Jackson in um, Snakes, Snakes on a Plane. The best bit is when he goes. I'm sick of these snakes. That's the best bit. And the funny thing is, when he says it, you can see him smirking a little bit. <laughs> so today's question, basically, no, it's not going to work, is it? <laughs> and that human centipede has just smashed it. Cheers, mate. Oh, my mouse is playing up again. I hate that. I have to keep plugging it in. and That's what that beepability means. I don't know if it's the mouse... Or the actual desktop is probably the mouse. I mean, I should buy a new one. I don't know why I'm being such a cheapskate. But I like the lights on it because it's got red lights and stuff. And you can change a colour. Four or five colours it changes to. And it's a gaming mouse. Not that I play games on my PC. Very rarely do. But there you go. So thank you anyway. Back to the no stupid question. Thank you very much. Talking about bees. I'm going back to the bees. I just remembered something. So, obviously, I'm back at the gigs. 
Now, but I was looking at my set list the other night. And on my set list, I've got bees on it. And it's like, it's in the near the top. And I'm thinking, why have I got bees on there? I, d- I can't even remember the joke. That's the worst thing. I mean, it must be good for me to stick it near the top of my uh, beginning on my set list. I have no idea what that actual word means. <laughs> so if I've mentioned it in a podcast, then let me know. Leave her a review, even if it's just a comment. Say, yeah, you remember when you did that joke? This is how it goes. It's on this episode. And then I'll be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's probably a pun. Coming to think of it. And I, and, I, and I definitely have done it. You guys know. Obviously, I'm not on the uh, UK pun-off show anymore. So I don't, I don't write puns anymore. It's sad, isn't it? And I was enjoying that. That that writing, keeping me writing. Maybe I should just write. Maybe you guys should just throw me some topics and I'll just write some puns on it. Who knows? What I was going to... Oh, yeah, that thing. Remember I was telling you? I was going to mention something which kind of relates to the lockdown and COVID and all that. Now... I know I don't want to keep going on about it, but do you remember when I told you guys I feel really bad? I feel like I've told you already. If I have, I apologize. I haven't even listened to my last past my my last episode, <laughs> so I hope I don't mess this one up. But do you remember when I told you about this the girl who was a student and she collapsed on the floor, and we all had to do resuscitation and all that on her? Well. We had to put a gas mask, um, oxygen, oxygen mask. My brain's all, all over the place. Basically, right, another colleague, We ta- I told him the story. I haven't seen him in ages. Like He works on another ward, but um, he's a very intelligent guy. Uh, he's, got a, he's doing a master's in psychology. So you know what I mean? He's all clued up. So don't think, oh, he's, he's a bit of a loony. But he told, I told him the story, and, and then the look on his face was like, he was a bit struck, struck and back by it. Like, you could tell he was thinking about something. And I said, like, what's up, man? And he said, that happened to me. I was like, no way. Get out of here. And he said, yeah, man. He said, I had that vaccine, right? The Pfizer one. And he said the same thing. He said, I couldn't. He said, I just, um, I think he said he fell onto the floor and he couldn't move, but he, he felt like he couldn't move. Um, and he said it felt like having a little heart attack. He said his chest started to expand, like he could feel it, and his heart started pumping. And I was like, what? I thought, is he having me on? But he doesn't seem the type of bloke who would uh, tell lies. So that that's just what I wanted to mention, really. I know, strange world, ladies and gentlemen. Me and my cousin keep sending me videos. I start the videos and um, everything else, as you all know. That's not stopping me from getting the vaccine. Probably will have it, like I said. Wait and see what happens when the zombie apocalypse happens in 2023. <laughs> I was talking about that at work, actually. What would be your weapon? I don't know what I'd have. I'd probably have my mum's slipper. <laughs> That's a great weapon, that is. <laughs> when she throws it, it hits you and it bounces back to her. And then she throws it again. <laughs> that's what i'd have so shall we do a um weird news story because i've got nothing else to talk about to be honest with you i'm now i'm going to end up finishing the podcast and i'm going to go 
Oh, yeah, I wanted to mention that. Oh, well, we'll have to wait another fortnight. <laughs> right, yep, yeah, okay, then we'll do the weird news story. So here it is, ladies and gentlemen. So this one's a little bit weird, like... I don't even know if it's a weird news story. It seems more like an article <laughs> than an actual weird news story. And the reason I'm going to read it is because it it does relate to me. And you'll see why. Right, so today's weird news story, if it is one, it's probably more like a science question, <laughs> is stress can accelerate greys, but hair colour can be restored when stress is eliminated. Scientists find. <laughs> so stress can bring on grey hair, what they're basically saying. So if I if I want my black hair colour to come back, I've got to be less stressed. I don't think that's going to work for me because I'm a comedian. <laughs> and we always get stressed before we go on stage. It's just a natural thing. Um, but interesting. We'll see if it's funny. I doubt it. <laughs> so legend has it that Mary Anna Antoinette's hair turned grey overnight just before her beheading in 1791. Though the legend is inaccurate, hair that has already grown out of the follicle does not change colour, a new study from researchers at Columbia University in Valigos College of Physicians and Surgeons is the first to offer quantitative evidence like psychological stress to greying hair in people. Now, this is... Before I even read it even further, this is going to be boring. <laughs> I could already tell. And while it may seem initiative, and there's loads of words that I can't read, that stress can accelerate graying. <laughs> Researchers were surprised to discover that hair colour can be restore, restored when stress is eliminated. A finding that contrasts with the recent study in mice. Yeah, uh, they always do that. It's definitely a science one, isn't it? <laughs> Try it on the mice. How do you stress a mouse out? Tease it with cheese. <laughs> uh, suggest that stress-induced grey hairs are permanent. Obviously, man, they aren't, no? I mean, I've been grey for ages. Obviously, I've got this really little grey streak in the middle of my hair. And I, lo I love that, to be honest. And I've got it on my beard now. <laughs> the study has broader significance than confirming old age speculation about the effects of stress on hair colour, says study senior Martin Pickard, Associate Professor of Behavioural Medicine at Columbia. Yeah, we know where you are, man. What is this news thing you've got to keep putting out where people are from? Understanding that mechanics that allow old grey hair to return to their young Pigmented states could yield new clues about the mobility of human aging in general and how it's influenced by stress. I want to go to a country or an island where no one's stressed out, no one, there is no stress, and I want to f try and search and find that person with grey hair. <laughs> Do you reckon I'd find them? I probably would. These scientists need to look a bit further afield. Our data added to a growing body of evidence demonstrating that human ageing is not a linear, fixed biological process, but may at least in part be halted or temporarily, temporarily reversed 
temporally. You don't want to temporarily. Can't even say the bloody word, man. <laughs> you don't want a, a short-term hair to come back like your colour and then for you to be stressed again and it goes back to grey. What's the point? <laughs> Just go down your local chemist and get L'Oreal for men or women. Women one's probably better. <laughs> uh, studying hair as an avenue to investigate ageing. That's, that's the title. Just as the rings in a tree trunk hold information about past decades in the life of a tree, our hair contains information about our biological history. This is what Picard is saying. When hairs are still under the skin as follicles, they are subject to the influence of stress hormones and other things happening in our mind and body. Now I've read that, you know, men... Like obviously we got beards and if you see a man with a load of hair and stuff he's an nymphomaniac <laughs> I read that somewhere else now I love science stuff so there you go I mean if you look at me then you know what I'm like <laughs> which makes me think Jesus had a beard every holy person's got a beard if you think about it right? all, all religions man you look at all the religions, think about it now, right? They've all got beards, man. <laughs> Not as holy as you think, because they're all thinking about you know what. <laughs> and this is what he's saying, isn't it? That your hair grows because of because of your body hormones. Anyway, uh, once hair is grown out of the scalp, they harden and permanently crystallize and exposure in a stable form. Though people have long believed that psychological stress can accelerate grey hair, scientists have debated with the connection due to the lack of sensitive methods that can precisely colorate times of stress with hair pigmentation. This is even a weird news story. I apologise. <laughs> I just wanted to read it because it's to do with me. If you use your eyes to look at a hair, it will seem like it's the same colour throughout unless there's a major transition. So under a pardon me, under a high resolution scanner, you see small subtle variations in colour. Yeah, whatever, mate. Who's gonna get a uh, magnifying glass out just to see what your hair looks like? Do you know what? I'm not even gonna read this anymore because it's absolutely crap. <laughs> it's not even a weird news story. I feel really bad now. I feel like I should do a proper weird news story. Maybe I'll do a quick quick one. There we go. Scratch the record. Here's a proper weird news story, and it's short and brief, so you can all go back to doing what you're doing. A 12-year-old DJ has equipment confiscated after school bathroom rave. <laughs> he had a rave in the school bathroom. This guy's brilliant. So, Kale Bell. Shout out to the 12-year-old Kale Bell. Happy birthday, buddy. He invited all the boys from year eight and his set included complimentary refreshments. <laughs> uh, he had refreshments in the bathroom. Ugh. Mate, still though, fair play. <laughs> so his mother, Louise Bell. Ring my bell, Louise LaBelle. Related on Facebook, the saga began about two weeks ago when the budding turntablist sent out Snapchat announcement 
inviting all the boys from year eight at St. Anthony's Catholic College in Manchester, UK. Together they held an impromptu dance fest in the boys' lavatory. See, this is a proper weird news story, and it's already funny. <laughs> the other one was just for me. Right, so uh, they held an impromptu dance fest in the boys' lavatory during period on December the 11th. Oh, that was a while back. The set included complimentary soft drinks and Cadbury twirls. <laughs> I would have just gone for the drinks and the twirls, to be honest. <laughs> a wireless school bathroom is below average setting for a, such a lunch, yeah. It is certainly cleaner than your typical rave. <laughs> the set lasted 30 minutes before anti-fun authorities broke it up. Bell's mother said that the boy's speaker and lights have been impounded, although she did not herself punish him. In fact, she enjoyed the spirit of it all. Yeah, man. Yeah, and me. And wrote, am I wrong for finding this funny? <laughs> I think it's brilliant. I had to laugh. It's been a terrible year and I couldn't be angry with my son for trying to spread some cheer. When I got the call, it made perfect sense. Kale, I hope I, sp- I, hope I said it right, it's C-A-E-L, had been up dressed and ready to leave for school early that morning, which was unheard of him in our house. He had the biggest smile <laughs> on his face, so I knew he had something up his sleeve. I asked him what he was so happy about, and he told me they were having a rave in the school. I thought nothing of it. <laughs> God, I love this kid. Uh, I didn't think for one minute there was any truth to it, but when I heard what Kale had done from advertising the rave on Snapchat (laughs) to actually pulling it off and even providing refreshments, I couldn't help but see the funny side. (laughs) Kale's dad thought it was hysterical. He said, Go on, son. We did have a conversation about whether or not we should be angry, but how could we be? There we go. And there's a picture of him. Bless his cotton socks. Now that's a weird news story. That's how you do it, ladies and gentlemen. That's how you do it. I love this kid. Makes me think, man, I wish... Well, I didn't know then, but as a 12-year-old, I probably would have just set up a comedy comedy night, innit? We used to have a swimming pool in our, in our uh, school. I would have just done it in there. <laughs> Big enough. Get everyone in the pool. I'll stand on the side. <laughs> I did a comedy set. Man, that's brilliant. Fair play to that kid. I respect that. I love that. That's brilliant. So my daughter did something similar, actually, at school. <laughs> she didn't put a rave on. But... <laughs> I got a phone call from the school, right? And she said, there's something we need to discuss. Um, It's about your daughter. And I thought, oh, no, what's happened? Is she getting bullied again? <laughs> I don't even know why I'm laughing at that, but yeah. Uh, there was like, no, nah, no, nah, what it is, she's, she's been caught doing graffiti on the school walls. <laughs> I was like, really? She's do- what, what? What is it she's done? The said she's wrote on the school walls, Free Palestine. <laughs> and she goes, I understand, I get it, I get it, I understand the message, but 
you know, you shouldn't be writing things like that on school walls. And I can understand school property. <laughs> but just, the best bit is, like, I don't even know if my daughter knows about Palestine. But my, the teacher said, and I asked her if she knows about it. And she said, no, I'm just copying everyone else. <laughs> so I had to pick her up and I had to briefly explain to her what's happening in Palestine and what it means. And now she kind of understands. <laughs> so I said, why did you do that? She said, I don't know. I was just copying everyone else. <laughs> oh, mate, I love kids. Next time, I'm going to tell her to put a rave on, like that 12-year-old Kale. <laughs> right, there we go. That was today's episode um, with the actual proper weird news story. Hope you all enjoyed it. Those of you with grey hair probably enjoyed it. <laughs> um, I'll catch you on the next episode. Remember, spread the love, spread the podcast. I would appreciate it very, very much. And don't forget to leave a review. Bye-bye.